Welcome to Featured Insights presented by Caroline Economic Development. I'm your host, Debbie Bowden. This podcast is for all size businesses in Caroline County and the Eastern Shore of Maryland to learn from experts at the local, state, and national level. We hope that you gain insights that can help your business run more effectively. Welcome, Dr. Derek Simmons, Superintendent of Caroline County Public Schools. Thank you so much for coming out today and talking with us. This is Caroline County Economic Development and Tourism Featured Insights. Um, So we're going to have just a conversation about a very important partnership, and that is between the business community, the residents, the families, Caroline County Public Schools, um, and we'll talk about those partnerships. So, but I do want to know. So, we're halfway through a school year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how's it going so far for the 22 23 school year? Debbie, we'll just say everything's perfect and leave it from there. Okay. Uh, no, actually, it's been a, been a good start of the school year. Um, we are about halfway through. Um, it's quite the cold day today. We've only had one uh, weather delay, mm. which, uh, to be honest, as you get older, you don't like to see the white stuff falling down. Um, regardless of the position. So I'm glad that weather isn't impacting us much. Looking forward to being warm next week. Um, in terms of the school year, um, it's a much different year than last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year was a tough start yeah. um, with the uh, impact of COVID. So we've been excited to see uh, kind of a return to normal or a little bit of a new normal. But one of the biggest, uh, I think, changes that we've gotten used to is that it's been great getting our community back into our buildings. Okay. Um, it was a little different in the fall. We had a piece like, whoa, we can have parents come back in on visitation days. Of course we can. Awesome. But it was just a adjustment of going back. It's been a couple of years. Um, I think we forget about that. Yes. Right? There's this, there is the whole new millennial going from 1999 to 2000, and uh-huh. we lost that whole 10 years. And now we've lost since nine, uh, 2019 yes. to now. Right. Um, yeah. So it's been a couple of years, and you've got, so you've got folks coming back in. Yeah, it's been great to have the community come back in. Um, for visitation days, it's been great to see our auditoriums full for our fine arts performances in December, sporting events. It's just great to have the community back involved in the school. School, we are a product of the community. We're part of the community, right. so it's great to have people back in. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things I know we've talked with offline is your workforce, and you're happy to say that at the beginning of the school year, you were 100% or 98%? Uh... We were probably 98, 99%. Okay. Where are you now? We're not there. Okay. Uh, we started right. out really strong, which was great. Um, at the start of the school year, it was actually two of us on the Eastern Shore were sitting really well. Mm-hmm. For Caroline County, we were awfully excited because we were uh, – in the same category as the wealthiest school district on the shore, Worcester. Oh, wow. It was nice to be in the same boat of them, of having staffing levels where they were. Sure. Um, which was great. Um, life happens. Things happen. Uh, we don't quite have the same staffing level okay. uh, that we did. We're down about 12 positions right now. System-wide. Um, 12, 12 positions system-wide, and for a variety of reasons. Um, typically, during a school year, as folks outside of education may not be aware of, uh, teachers do leave. Um, In a normal year, teachers have always left mid-year for various reasons, Hmm. Um, whether it's birth of a child. um, Some of our folks, you go to college thinking you want to teach, and you get into teaching, and you're going, this isn't quite what I thought it was. Okay. And then some people have left education for um, private sector opportunities. That's very real. People do job hop. Right. Um, just like in other professions. And then we do have some of the challenges. It's been a challenging year um, coming back from COVID. 
Um, some of those challenges do exist. Mm-hmm. And Caroline County is not immune to uh, teacher shortage issues like anywhere else. Okay. So what's, what kind of steps are you taking to help mitigate that? So all the way from, you know, recruiting, advertising, retaining, job sharing, et cetera, you know, it, it, it's, as you said, a lot of folks don't realize that teachers will leave in the middle of a school year. I never, I didn't realize yes. that either. So I think a lot of our businesses that are listening may not realize that you, as an employer, you have those same challenges. So share some of the things that you're doing to ch- that maybe someone else can pick up and do. Sure. So um, we have an active HR department, just like uh, everybody else. Mm. And uh Historically, you know, 10 years ago, the education HR department would really be in heavy swing spring months through the summer. School year starts, things slow down a little bit in terms of recruitment and retention. Uh, It's not been the case really in education for the last even pre-COVID. Okay. Um, Just as people change jobs and those things happen. So we do a lot of recruiting all year round. Um, We spend a lot of time talking with our our local colleges as well as colleges out of state. Okay. To see who they have in the pipeline. Um, We have increased our number of uh, career changing folks. So folks who may have a college degree, but not the teaching certificate. Okay. And then we work with them to get the teaching certificate. So we've seen an increase in some of those, uh, those individuals, which mm-hmm. is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you, um, nobody wants to admit this though, it's being recorded. Um, we do recruit from people around us. Um, everybody sure. does. Uh, yeah. As a superintendent, of course I don't. Um, <laughs> but I'm people talk, friends talk. Right. Um, we all have friends in neighboring jurisdictions. We have friends in a state that we border. Uh, and when opportunities come open, people will take advantage of those opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that we've tried to work on and will continue to, um, and Debbie, for the folks who may be listening in, who may not kind of know the story of Caroline over the last several years, uh, I was an interim for a year and a half, and I'm in my first year of my full contract. I've been here 22 years, plan on being here until I retire. Um, this is home. Understanding that Caroline County, we know we're never going to really be the highest paid. If we can hit the mark, I guarantee you we won't keep it. Gotcha. It's not the fiscal piece. Right, so what right. we can do is create an environment that makes people want to be here and stay here. Mm-hmm. And that's where we're trying to focus our piece on by supporting our staff, supporting our teachers, supporting our support staff, and really retain the people once we get them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of the things I'd always like to do, maybe sometime I could get a grant and have the school system help out, is do a study on how many people in Caroline County in positions um, like yours, you know, high-level executive positions, mid-level managers, uh, go off, have education, come back, or go have jobs somewhere else and then come back. I know in my my circle, albeit small, I've been seeing that more and more more so in Caroline County than other counties. And it'd be interesting to know if in the school system that's the same thing, where you have people who have graduated from the system or in neighboring areas of, you know, neighboring schools come back to Caroline County because they know in their hearts that it's the good place for themselves and their family. So do you have any sense of that, of how many people come back? Sure. Um, it's actually an interesting, interesting thing we've looked at anecdotally. Don't have the numbers to match it. But Caroline County is that that place, and it's fun when you go recruit individuals, especially on college campus, campuses who are not from here. A lot of times, first thing people want to know is, what are you close by? Mm-hmm. Like a 21-year-old, 22-year-old coming out of college, what's nearby, what's the nightlife like, and those things. Our piece, usually where we do our best recruiting is, we're a great place to raise a family. 
We are a great place to settle down. We are a great place to grow your family. Um, That tends to be our niche for recruiting Mm -hmm. um, because we do have a better opportunity for those pieces. We will see graduates um, from high school. They will go to college, sometimes further away because they want that experience. It's different from where they lived. They'll go enjoy their 20s and then make their way back home. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. See it in education. I've seen it in a lot of the kids that I've worked with over the years in the school system. And I think that's a very real thing for Caroline, um, which presents itself with some recruitment challenges with getting younger folks. Right. Um, but it does help us in retaining folks here. You know, the old joke used to be, appropriate or not, the old joke was always that your new teacher welcome back. You're going, okay, who's single? Right. And then we're going to play matchmaker. We would always joke about that because if we could, again, you get exactly. the family tie. Mm-hmm. People, I mean, look outside. This is the place where you want to raise your family. Exactly. That's it. that's so. right. And I think that that's something that the business community is starting to embrace too. You know, we hear a lot of, well, we shouldn't lose our young people. And there's two schools of thought to that, mm-hmm. right? Right. If there's someone that wants to graduate from the CCPS and start a business or start working at a local business, Absolutely. And there's opportunities for them to plant and and grow here. Mm-hmm. But then there's the chance for people to have that other experience. Talk about Caroline County, bring themselves, bring their spouse, bring their kids back and maybe a friend or two. And so I think having businesses understand that our systems, our institutions are going through that same mm-hmm. thing that they're going through. And it sounds like having success at, at uh, getting those family-focused uh, individuals is, is working. It's working. Yes, yeah. right now it is. <laughs> so speaking of that, so we yeah. talked about going off to college and coming back. Um, you know, something I've heard since I've been here, <laughs> you've been, I'm sure you've heard it a lot too, um, that the school is only about college and we need to prepare our kids for the trades. Um, can you talk a little bit about that and about the offerings and the partnerships with the, the institutions around us and how the students are given options? Certainly. Uh, no, great question. Um, it's one that we've encountered a lot of times. I was a former history teacher, so I apologize for too many trips down memory road and, and connecting to things that have been about. But it's probably about 10 years ago, the state started changing their messaging around education that every kid needed to be college ready. Uh, Something wrong with college. College is a pathway, but every kid mm-hmm. actually needs to be career ready. No parent wants a kid who's going to be in college forever. Can't afford it. Right. Every kid needs to be col- be career ready. Um, CCPS has actually had a pretty long-standing tradition of our students graduating through our career and tech programs at CCTC with certifications. We've ranged anywhere from thirty to forty plus percent of our kids graduating with CTE certificates. So, career, or sorry career and technical education. Okay. So that's our programs at our tech center. It could be some of ours in our schools, but our carpentry program, our auto tech program, our nursing program, our cosmetology program, our uh, uh, culinary arts program, and to name some, we also have biomedical, we have pre-engineering, lots of programs. So almost half of our graduates graduate with completing one of those pathways. The blueprint as it comes in, its goal is to have at least 45% of your kids graduating mm-hmm. with CTE completers. We're pretty much already there and have been. Right. Caroline County Public Schools does recognize we totally know where we're at. Like, we understand. We love our community. We know where we are. Most of us in the school system, though we may have a college degree, 
our life isn't may not have been the typical what most people think of go to high school go straight to college you know two parent household parents college grads all like that that's not been most of our experiences most of my colleagues that I work with and talk with especially those from here we have a lot of first generation college folks right. who are serving as teachers gotcha you know the 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 workforce component is big for many of us mm-hmm. most of us are families can speak about my own as well I'm my only co- I'm the only college grad in my family everybody else is in the trades or working right. in business and doing great um, that's where we are we don't want all of our kids to leave Caroline there are great opportunities here we want our kids to be prepared to be successful here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, college should be a choice for folks if they want to but we sure as heck don't want to shove kids into college convince them it's the only option and and Debbie just to, to highlight that piece and again we recognize it most folks in Caroline County are not going to stroke a check to cover college tuition mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. if it's at our local community college most of our families can't afford to do that right so we have a responsibility to be smart about opportunities for our kids of if you're going to go to college make sure you know what you want to go for it's can, hard to go find yourself can you say at, that again please yeah <laughs> before you stroke the check to go to college it's important to know what you're going to college for that's right find yourself before you commit twenty thirty thousand dollars a year right. yeah that you don't get back no and that you may owe when you're 40. And most people who go, especially in our area, will be still paying on their That's college right. loans at 40. So it's really important to think. And, you know, it's we all have stories, right? We all know stories of people who went, changed their degree, or went and were not successful when they finished. Mm-hmm. They might be doing great now, but they're paying back a college loan for a degree that they never used. Right. Might have been a great experience. But the return on investment right. for that mm-hmm. degree right. didn't yield it, and they saddled themselves with debt moving forward before they've even really had their first job of a career. Yeah, yeah. So, no, we completely understand. We've got great programs. We'll continue to build those. We have a great partnership with Chesapeake College. Chesapeake College has been offering some welding programs for us. Okay. Um, oh, we've that's not, good. We, we've, not been, uh, we've not done welding ourselves. So Chesapeake has been fantastic at finding ways, creative ways, uh, to make dual enrollment available for more of the trades courses. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a trend you're going to continue to see happening mm-hmm. um, for our students to have those opportunities as well. And I think that one of the things we want to do is make sure that the business community gets their, you know, in today's time, it's all about messaging. We're having this podcast because we need to get the message out about our partners and the insights they have into economic development in the county and surrounding areas. Businesses have changed too. They mm-hmm. have to have, they have to market themselves and they have to accept that uh, there are talent pools of younger kids and of younger adults that are there and work with them. I know that we work closely with the Youth Apprenticeship Program. Uh, we we support and work with the um, um, AMP Program, the Advanced mm-hmm. Manufacturing Program. And there's just these opportunities, but we, you've got to let your own story be known. And so kind of dispelling that myth that mm-hmm. kids are being pushed into college I think that's a responsibility everybody. Um, but to your point too, you know there are sometimes when you need that higher level of education. Mm-hmm. So, can I ask you a tough question that wasn't on the pre questions, if you don't mind? Yes, and I don't want to lose sight of apprenticeship, so I want to circle back to that. But I'll take your question first. 
Nope, nope. Let's go to apprenticeships. Sure? Okay. Yes, let's stay linear, and then I'll come back to my other okay. question. And I just want to uh, stress to anybody watching or listening, our apprenticeship program is an underutilized program. It absolutely is. It is an incredible opportunity for students to get on the job training in a career field, get high school credit while they are there in legit work. Mm-hmm. We have a few students who are doing it and doing wonderful. We had our first one last year. It is a great program. There is going to be increased opportunity through the blueprint to grow the apprenticeship program, which is exciting. But it is an undertapped resource. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that comes from the way it's structured with Department of Labor and Licensing and getting our businesses to understand what it looks like because it's so different than anything we've done. Right, right. So Eric Cook... Mr. Cook at our Career Technology Center is the person who oversees apprenticeship for us. I would strongly encourage any business who is interested in Caroline County or in the regional area to please reach out to Mr. Cook. He's talked to a lot of businesses. We'd love to have our kids going in that realm and on the apprenticeship front. We have career programs. We have career programs at our tech centers we talked about, but I'm limited in the number of career programs I can offer by the amount of space I have mm-hmm. and the staff I have to do it. We have specialized needs in the area. I can't have a course offering for every specialized need. Totally understand that. That is the beauty of apprenticeship. Right. student who wants to get into being a diesel mechanic, where better to learn it with someone who's got that business exactly. and partnership with it. So again, I can't stress it enough. Apprenticeships are an awesome opportunity that I think more of our students will take advantage of if we could build that partnership even more with our businesses. And it's not your father's apprenticeships, oh, right? No. It's not a structure that's just based on um, a union membership, which I think has a little bit, you know, harking back to, you know, decades yeah. ago. That's kind of what you thought about. Um, so there is, so one of the success stories, if I may, for apprenticeship has to do with um, IT. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is with Mature Technologies. Um, Justin Smith, who owns that company, took on an apprentice, a high school apprentice. Mm-hmm. I have to say they came out and did some work for us and were awesome. He, uh, Chris, I think yes. is his name, uh, the apprentice. Um, again, a young man, you know, not used to talking with adults, talked with us as if we were just another type of business or resident was really great. So that opportunity, that's a direct direct success. And so, Certainly. yeah, we really, um, we were going to partner more with, with Eric Cook and get the message out there because I, I think the business community needs to understand that that's an opportunity to get someone in the pipeline and train them like you want them to train them, which is a lot of times what a business wants. So to go back to my other question, yeah. that is, it has to do with jobs that are, are available uh, with degrees. And what the other thing I hear that I've been trying to dispel is that there's no high paying jobs here. So we touched on this a little bit, you know, the number of people that come back in executive level manager positions, high paying positions. Um, Do you guys track that at the school system at all, as far as your graduates, either specifically coming back to Caroline County or the Midshore region and finding success from having gone and gotten a higher level of education? We have not tracked that. Okay. Um, well, so the state has a survey where they survey all graduates one year after graduation, which is only as good as the responses. Right. It's not really a great tool. 
Um, we will be looking to find better ways to survey. Okay. Our students after graduation will be working on that actually this year coming in so we can get better data on that return. But unfortunately, we do not. But I, you know it as well as I do. There are high-paying jobs here, mm-hmm. some which require a degree, some which do not require a, gr- a degree. Um, it's funny. I literally had a conversation with someone yesterday at work, and we were having this conversation around paying of jobs and um, college degree worth versus skilled trades. And the subject of plumbers came up, <laughs> which yeah. is, it, again, it, it's a great field. Um, and the world needs plumbers. That is for sure. Um, and then we were having that conversation of how, how easy is it to find a plumber right now? Versus how easy is it to find whatever position? Right. You know, there are certain trades that there is a lack of folks going in. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a highly skilled area. HVAC mm-hmm. is another one. Right. So there are great opportunities. We have great local businesses that fit those uh, career tracks where the owners are doing great. People working for them are doing well. Right. Yeah. It's just having to convince our young folks to take a step in to learn. Mm-hmm. Day one, day one, you're not going to make $50,000 right. going in. you right. got to walk before you run. But if you take the time to go in and learn the skill set, mm-hmm. um, odds are, at least for my friends I grew up with, most of them were earning way more than I was by the time they were 20. Right, right. With me sitting in college doing a part-time job at Circuit City trying to figure out how I'm going to pay off my student loans. <laughs> Dr. Simmons, how yes. old are you? Circuit City, come on. <laughs> so, but, right. but it's one of yeah. those things where they went into uh, career field trades doing absolutely wonderful. And they literally were, they owned a house way before mm-hmm. I did. Right. They were moving along milestones and they, it was a great career option, still is. And I think that there's, you know, getting back to kind of focus on the trades, there's this misconception that that means it's just getting dirty, it's just working with your hands. But there is so much math, physics, um, create in 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 the um, plumbing, electrical, HVAC, et cetera. I mean, you you got to know that stuff in order to take what's on a piece of paper and put it into a machine with your hands. I mean, that's really what that skill is. And then on the cosmetology side or graphic artists, mm-hmm. you've got to have that creativity. You've got to be able to, to think differently. So I think that that's a, you know, we're, the parents and the children and the community all need to recognize that part mm-hmm. too. And then if you want to go to college, then you get an MBA and you own your own business and yes. you end up consulting, yeah, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things um, I also would like to, to talk about is um, how businesses can get connected to the school system. You talked about it with the apprenticeship program, mm-hmm. you know, the youth apprenticeship, and that's kind of the school pushing that out, Mr. Cook pushing that out. But if we have a listener that wants to talk to somebody in particular about jobs that they have open mm-hmm. or uh, advances in their own industry, how do they do that? Because sometimes an institution like the school can seem closed off. So Bureaucracies are really good at that. Yeah. Or we're really yeah. good about sending people on a wild goose chase exactly. um, to get answers. The direct answer would be contact me. Okay. About as easy as I could put it, email me call the office uh, for me either way. Um, 
can I interrupt you? Can you go ahead and we will put it on the YouTube as a Certainly. tag, but if you want to give your phone number and email, say both of them twice, please. Yes. The office number is 410-479-1460. Again, 410-479-1460. And my email, it's really easy, superintendent at ccpsstaff.org. Superintendent at ccpsstaff.org. Thank you. That's that's the easy answer. Mm -hmm. But I, I want to unpack it a little bit if I can. So part of, I think, the challenge for our school system in particular is we've kind of put ourselves in a position that everybody has to come to us to tell us what they need. Mm, okay. It, yep, yep, yep. So, I see yeah, that. sure, call me. I'll... I'll hear you and then funnel you to the right direction. You know, it's that kind of a thing like right. come knocking on my door. So that puts all the impetus on someone else mm -hmm. to find their time. And our business owners are very busy. They're working. So we're starting to take a little bit different approach with uh, our time, whether it be my time as superintendent, whether it be uh, other individuals on our leadership teams. But we're trying to make sure that we are taking advantage of opportunities in the community to engage. Okay. Um, it's one of the reasons that as soon as I got the position, Debbie and I talked about economic development. And we so um, appreciate that. Because we need to be at the table. Not everybody has to come to us. We've got to be out there. Um, the ne Sort of the next step, and I'm trying to be methodical with my use of time and building things out so I do it right. Um, I'll be looking to engage with the chamber um, in Caroline County as well, so I'm there. We're trying to also put ourselves in positions that we're – that we have individuals with interest on other local boards okay. where it's appropriate. Right. So we have somebody who sits on the local YMCA board, advisory board. Is that a board specifically that deals with business? No. But there's business leaders sitting at the table all mm -hmm. talking about community engagement. Sitting on the Human Services Council board, same thing. Is it just about that? Yes, and again, you have other folks who are our business owners in the county sitting in those same positions. So we're trying to position ourselves where we can have organic conversations because most of us have really good ideas when we're talking about something else. And then it turns right. into that, hey, you know what would be a great idea if we – and then you write it down in your notebook and you're like, I'm going to call somebody and let them know. And it – doesn't happen mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. life gets in the way. We lose our sticky note. If you're like me, you put it in your pocket <laughs> and you get it washed. But we're trying to put ourselves in those positions. We do have formal things in place, our career and technology programs, any CTE pathway. Um, we'll use uh, AutoTech as an example mm -hmm. for our automotive program. They have to have a program advisory committee, a PAC, that's what we call it. They have to have a program advisory committee made up of local business folks gotcha. in that trade or in mm -hmm. that field. So we have those, but we may have folks listening who would like to be part of and who are not. Go back to the same information I shared. If you'd like to be, reach out to me. I'd rather have you contact me and I can get you in the right place sure. than send you to somebody else and get the runaround. Right. Because right. we need to make sure our businesses are involved. So- they can reach out to me, Debbie, but the other piece is we are really trying to do a better job of embedding ourselves in mm -hmm. our community. We are the community. Most of us live here as well. Right. Um, so we're trying to embed ourselves in other ways as well to be engaged. So if you're a business leader or work in a business or an employee of something and you belong to your church, your civic group, uh, formal organizations like you mentioned, the mm -hmm. Human Services Council, the Go to the Gym 
If you know a teacher, if you know a guidance counselor, if you know support staff, reach out and introduce yourself because you that's the networking and that's what is necessary. I think this there's something else we want to chat on, another path we want to talk about, and that's more community. Okay. So I think we're going to end today's episode uh, right now because this has been great. So again, everyone, reach out to Dr. Simmons. He's approachable. Uh, he's available. Um, you know, let's help the school system help you as business owners, as working in the community, um, because you've got, I think we did a quick back of the napkin study once when, when we were talking about the hiring event that might be up to 100 people who are in the pipeline at the grad, at uh, graduation, mm -hmm. ready to start jobs then. Yes. Maybe job part-time, it may be getting into something that's gonna turn into a career. But every year, mm -hmm. the school system is helping 100 people who could be available. And it can't just be that one hiring event, it's gotta be throughout mm -hmm the course of time and community to have them know about businesses. So thanks. We'll go ahead and end this episode and we'll go jump right into the next one. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Thank you for listening. Be sure to like and subscribe to Featured Insights and look for us on your favorite podcast platform.